Hey everyone, welcome to the Project Esports podcast. It's March 18th. Uh, we have a special guest, Kate, here. And uh, she's filling in for Andrew, um, who's taking a little break today. Um, so yeah, Kate, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. We're really excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Um, everyone, my name is Kate Shepard. I also go by Sybil on the internet. I'm a beat writer for The Game House. I cover the Philadelphia Fusion, uh, the Paris Eternal, and then I just kind of help out wherever I'm needed from there. The so Overwatch expert. Yes. <laughs> expert, air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so James, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Um, as discussed previously, I'm having trouble with technology and I'm really showing my age right now. Um, but other than that, I'm not doing too bad. It's been a so decent Monday. We were talking a little bit before, um, but we just wanted to bring up uh, something that's not inherently esports related, but kind of like Twitch related because it's such a weird phenomena. Um, but everyone's playing GTA RP right now and it's really weird. So like everyone like not just like a couple streamers but like literally everyone's playing it and i don't know why um i think it's one of those things of where like someone like shroud starts playing it and then everyone's like hold up a second this is what the viewers <laughs> want uh this so james have you been watching any of it uh yeah so my big go-to has been summit who role plays a character by the name of charles um for somebody who is like one of those closet role players back in the day on Warcraft, um, this brings like special joy to me to see that like, like I sat there and I'm like, they're role playing right now. This is this is what I'm watching. I'm watching a bunch of guys role play drug lords and, or like drug dealers and like playing GTA and they're all having a total blast. And I'm just like, OK, I can get, I get behind this. This seems great. So, you yeah, know, I've, I've debated I've been debated trying to get into it because it seems like a lot of fun. And so apparently all like the big streamers are on the same server. Yeah, I, I guess there's like like particular server rules and stuff like that. That's why you like nobody ever breaks character. Because if you break character, you get banned from the server. And like, I guess they're pretty they're pretty uh, like big on like who like how, how strict they are and stuff like that. I guess there was this one guy who was known to like role play a cop and he like went to conventions, like dressed as a cop and stuff like that. And then some stuff went down and then somebody even as popular as him got like the boot so like mm. they don't they don't mess around i wouldn't surprise me if they banned like major streamers and stuff like that because they just like well you broke the code of conduct right yeah right. Kate, have you been watching any of it um i've just seen i know tinson playing it um looking over at twitch right now soda poppins playing it right now so a lot of big streamers are i just haven't really tuned in or kind of understand what's going on but i'm with you james on the back in the wow days <laughs> rp thing yeah. <laughs> <You're not alone. laughs> you get it you get it you're not alone so I actually want to talk about one of my favorite streamers uh, who's who's playing it right now. He doesn't normally play video games. Um, it's actually I think it, I think I'm pronouncing the name right, but uh, Kit Boga. Oh, dude, Kit Boga's great. Yeah, so, I love Kit Boga. So he is the dude. Normally has like the big uh, aviator sunglasses on, and he just talks with uh, <laughs> like scam callers all day like the tech yeah. support scam callers. That's all he does is just talk with them and mess with them. And he has like a little timer to see how long he can keep them on the line to like mess with them. Um, and he actually has a voice changer that sounds like an old woman. And oh, so he puts great. that on, he pretends to be like a grandma and just waste their time. Cause that's, you know, old grandmas are like prime targets for that kind of stuff. Um, but he actually uses that in this GTA RP. And so he's just like role playing like this old woman. It's, it's really good. I love it. His hilarious. Kip Boga's characters are like all like mm -hmm. so, so good. I, I, I like I watched him for like a month straight because he's so entertaining and he's so good at what he does. Mm -hmm. 
All right, so let's kick this over to some actual esports news. Um, so I just want to talk about The Simpsons. Um, that was like the big thing going on this week, I guess. So the whole story behind that is Simpsons were like, hey, we have a esports episode. Um, I, I think I was the only one here that actually watched it. Yeah. So apparently the writers did their due diligence. They went and toured the Team Liquid house um, and they worked with the two co-founders of riot i forget which which two exactly um but two Probably of the, the upper dudes trindamir and rise i'm assuming but mark merrill and another dude <laughs> uh, maybe I, I don't remember the exact names but they talked with two of the higher ups at, at riot um to try to get this you know somewhat realistic it was a. Uh, it was i would i don't know like i don't want to say it was bad because it wasn't like bad it was just like not and- for us really like not, it wasn't not, for people who are really into esports or anything, because like, I mean, I guess like the big like reigning like sentiment about The Simpsons right now is that it's just like old and stale and like it's just like the same old over and over. It's not really all that funny. And so I'm not a big Simpsons fan, so I can't say whether or not it was a good episode or not. It was just I don't know. It was like kind of boring, lukewarm. I didn't really laugh, but like, yeah, it was interesting. They used like they use gamer like like they use gamer lingo and everything um they brought up like ganking and stuff like that which was kind of cool um even though they use it completely wrong like they're all in the main base attacking and they're like oh i'm gonna get ganked from behind i was like oh oh, that's uh, sure (laughs) do we do we yeah do we give them it like do we be like hey guys good job for doing it or are we like come on like you you went to like the biggest representation and or one of the biggest representations in esports and you still kind of screwed it up like so this ran with the trope of, you know, like they ran with the gamer tropes a little bit, um, but it wasn't too, too bad. They they ran with it a little bit, but it wasn't horrible, you know. So I would say this didn't hurt anything. Um, and maybe it gets some of the older people understanding what esports is a little bit. Is it as damaging as Big Bang Theory technically is to like geek culture? Oh no 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 nowhere close. I don't think. Okay. I Because I feel like if you're gonna go do your research, like go to like you know Riot and stuff like that, you should at least try to get the correct information relayed. Like it's a minor thing, like the little sayings, like ganking. But I mean, you know, for my dad, the core concept, yeah. Like my dad has no idea what an esport is, but he's trying. Like he would appreciate probably learning the proper term. You know, yeah, yeah, he like like someone like him might enjoy the episode a little bit more um, because it didn't say any terms that were like too wild or crazy. And like I said, they didn't paint it in like a a terrible light uh, because like the whole episode revolves around like Bart and his friends. They have like essentially a League of Legends team um, and Homer like coaches them and like becomes their coach. Um, but it, it paints it in a fairly good light because like they don't go like, oh, like you're wasting your time playing video games or anything like the whole premise is like it's. You know, they're playing games and they're going to tournaments and stuff like that. And like, I don't know. It, it was OK. Like I said, it was OK. okay. Like, I feel I very lukewarm on it. I know. I know the one particular scene involving the girl on the team got a little bit of a uh, little bit of PR. or like it, it's, it started circling the Twitterverse a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I did her, see that. <laughs> yeah. Her literal quote being like, I'll be the first woman in esports to be famous if I win or lose and like it just it just stays at that which yeah. i mean like it was it was very on the nose um yeah. like yeah it was very on the nose so that was definitely for i think for the esports community a little bit that yeah I think that, that, that line specifically that um, was for yeah. us yeah yeah 
Um, but yeah, overall, like, like I know you guys didn't see it, but do you think, do you think we're going to see more things like this? Because I mean, I'm trying to think of other shows that feature esports and stuff like that. The only thing I can really think of is two examples. One, one of my favorite shows of all time, the Netflix exclusive Degrassi. The new one. What? Yeah, the, the Netflix has an exclusive <laughs> Degrassi Next Class. No, no, no. The fact that it's it featured esports and Degrassi. Yeah, that's I had they no had a club. They had that. a school club. Yeah, one of their clubs was like a basically like a League of Legends club. Um. Okay. It was great. I love Degrassi. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's my guilty pleasure. Um. And then before that, the only other thing I can think of that's like somewhat video game adjacent was the South Park World of Warcraft episode. Oh, dude, which is like hall, hall of fame like <laughs> yeah it's that that one is like god's here like it's going to be very hard to make something like that because i don't know it was it was very special there was a there was a web series that was started back like a while ago that like uh, this dude basically like uh, i don't know it kind of like followed this dude who was like basically like a bum but he was like a pro gamer so like what he would do is like he wanted to go uh, he, he, I think he, I think he played Starcraft. That was his thing. He either played Star, he played, he, it was a, um, oh my God. It was like a strat, it was one of, one of the strategy, strategy games. And like, you know, he tried to go to like a PC bang or PC bong in like the States. Um, and like a, a whole crew of people were like raiding World of Warcraft were there and he was all pissed off. So he basically helped him kill the boss and then like took over and stuff like that. And they had some like cool kind of characters from like different genres. Like FPS Dan was a guy um like if you ever heard like the boom headshot meme like the yeah. like, like the, the sound clip that's what it's from so oh really yeah, yeah oh that's yeah. a that's a classic meme yeah it is yeah yeah and that show that show was oh, like that show was around like a while a while ago i think it only ever made like one season it wasn't bad they tried but mm-hmm. i mean like i mean that was still early asking esports like it wasn't like we like that, that was franchising was like years and years ahead like i mean wasn't mm-hmm. even a concept at that point so yeah you know someone in chat um also brought up that it was mentioned briefly on one day at a time so shouts yeah. out to that show rest in peace yeah yes. elena the gladiators fan which i needed so much more of her watching overwatch league that was adorable but i completely forgot about that that was yeah. a good is good there any episode. other uh, shows that you can think of kate that mentioned um, it Honestly, no. Like one day at a time is really the only thing I've seen that was like directly like, "Hey, this is a parent supporting her daughter's esport." Because like Elena's in there going like, "Let's go, Gladiator!" She's freaking out, and then you just see Lupe just kind of go "woo" in the background, like she's just cheering because her daughter's happy. Mm-hmm. Like that's the most supportive thing I've seen so far, and like the only really current esport thing I can think of. And it like directly get- references mm-hmm. like something that's going on like in real life, which is cool. Yeah, there was there was the Netflix series uh, Seven Days Out. Which they did basically seven days out was like um, like massive events in like North America that like basically showed like the prep phase and stuff like that for like various people that were involved either like running the org or like running the event or like people participating in the events and they did the 2017 summer NALCS. Finals. Oh, but this this was like a docu series, right? It was a docu series, so like I don't know what I don't that know what to pick. No, no, it doesn't. I'm that doesn't count. Yeah, there's gotta, plenty of esports documentaries. Can, guys, come on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I mean, 
it was okay. Uh, hopefully we see more things like this. Um, I don't know. Um, but I guess we'll shift gears and we'll go to um, our favorite podcast within a podcast, Project Overwatch. And we'll actually throw this over to Kate. So Kate, do you want to talk some Overwatch, your specialty? I do. I would love to talk some Overwatch. Uh, which game should we start with? Because there were a lot of good ones this weekend. Let's, let's talk about the game that actually mattered. The game that the was the game. most important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Auto Overwatch deserved his win. That, That's all I will say about that entire game. I'm very, very happy that um that Washington won. I'm very happy. I bet you are. I bet you are. For anybody who doesn't know, Washington played Florida and it was a five round slug match that was can no it can't be described in any other way other than a clown fiesta. That's all it was. But they're both mine and Dylan's team. And I unfortunately was being a atypical Canadian and snowboarding through the first part. Classic. And I, yeah, I know. And I came back and it was two one. I was like, oh my God, we can turn this around. And then I guess I guess I, I seen I seen the stat bob up that there was like only three teams that have ever done a reverse sweep, and we were not the fourth, unfortunately. <laughs> so yeah, no. That was uh yeah, it was a mess. It was an absolute mess. I'm surprised Keep. y'all didn't have like a crazy bet or anything going on for that one. We we knew we knew the like I mean we're <laughs> we're both bottom tier teams. Mm-hmm. We knew that it was good. Like there's no there's no betting on that. Yeah. Okay. What do so, you think about the match? Was it um, a result that you thought were going to happen, or was it just you know uh, whatever's going to happen happens? <laughs> Rachel's probably going to kill me, but I thought Florida was going to take it honestly. But that's not because I think they're good, James. Don't even whatever. <laughs> don't take that. <laughs> it's just statistically, I thought Washington would kind of have a Shanghai kind of first stage. Mm-hmm. But I'm really happy they proved me wrong because Otto really deserved that win because he went from Shanghai to the Washington Justice. And then it's really hard to see, like, you know, Giannis go from New York Excelsior to yeah. to that as well. So I was really happy for them. And they all just looked really happy. So I was just... I was happy that they were happy. I was not happy during that entire thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, uh, I, I loved his like little quote, like at the end where he was like, I planned the cry, but yeah. I guess since we won, I, I can smile. Yeah. He's so sweet. I'm just, I'm still trying to determine whether or not that was worse than the Valiant Houston match, but I don't think it was just because those are two competent teams. Mm-hmm. So, and so, wait a second. Slightly better. Go ahead, James. Well, you calling you calling our teams incompetent? Is that what is that, what that is? Yes. Oh God. <laughs> so, did you see the uh, pickup that Justice did? Uh, yes. I think just today. What do you think about that? I'm confused but excited. I think this is just what Washington needed. Um, their support line, as a support main, I can kind of brag on this a little bit more. It's not that great in comparison to like I do think Florida does have a little bit of a better support line, a little bit, but it's like. This is something that they need. And since Ark has worked with Giannis before, he'll be able to keep him up longer. Mm-hmm. And so that'll really go a long way, I think, going into stage two. Okay. And so I, you know, I'm a very casual uh, viewer of Overwatch. Mm-hmm. So I don't really watch New York play or anything too much. Was he playing um, this no, stage? No, he was okay. benched. Okay. So that's another reason why I think that's a good idea. There are a lot of bench players that. I think should not be benched. And Ark was definitely up there for me because um, mm-hmm. last season, 
the reason for me that Jonak was able to do so many Jonak things was because of Ark. Okay. Not to say that their current um, main healer is bad by any means. They're all amazing players. But for me, they were just kind of like, you know, the Batman and Robin dynamic duo thing. So it was sad for me to see him on the bench. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't know that you can actually just pick up players from other teams just you know, like in the middle of a season like this. Mid-season, yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, that's what happened with uh, Custa last year from mm-hmm. uh, Dallas to uh, the Valiant. Um, I remember because I was watching the stream that day on April Fool's Day. He was like, yeah, no, I'm not getting traded. That's a whole bunch of BS. And he drew like a fake Valiant, like, you know, logo over the Dallas logo. Mm-hmm. And then the next day it was announced. Really? So like it happens <laughs> <laughs> just like that. <laughs> Coincidentally, another player that's riding the bench right now. Yes, like- which... Because he's too smart. He's too he's big too brain. Smart. His, yeah. his brain is too wrinkly and too yeah. powerful to play the damn meta. <laughs> yeah. As a Florida fan, I'm just I'm just holding up for uh, for stage two and the meta change. Because mm-hmm. then we'll then we'll eventually get say a player back, which will be which will be mm-hmm. nice. That'll he be scary. Only, yeah, because he always is a name pot right now, which is like I mean he's great at it, but that's that's all he can do. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. So what do you all think about the end of the the first stage? I mean, season two, we got some new teams in there, uh, kind of dominated by goats. Um, but overall, what, what is what is your thoughts about the end of stage one? Um, you go ahead, Kate. Yeah, um, I'm happy Philly made it. I'm not happy with how they did, per se. <laughs> one game in particular. Oh, it's yeah. OK. We're oh, getting yeah. our revenge in April, so it's all OK. We I mean, we're bottom of the bracket. You kind of got your revenge anyways. <laughs> a lot of teams that should have done well did not, which I think surprised everyone. Valiant. Um, let's see who else was kind of bottom. The Gladiators, which I'm still reeling about. Um, Paris kind of had a really big downfall. So did the Spark. Defiant rose up. Like, it's just there weren't enough games for me to really gauge, like, how good everyone is right now, mm-hmm. especially at goats, because goats take so much precision. Like you, it's just not enough to say who is actually a good goats team and who just got lucky, yeah. you know? So for me, I'm a little disappointed with a couple of the teams that didn't make it into playoffs, but at the end of the day, Philly made it. So that's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that leads on to like the next point of where we're not quite done with stage one. We still have playoffs and everything. Mm-hmm. And then also, you have those tiebreakers. Those are not going to be broadcasted. They're not going to be broadcasted. Nope, oh, they announced kinda... that just before stream. I made sure before. All right, so I, we'll just yeah. fill us in on all the details with tiebreakers, you know, what the whole deal around them is. Okay, so um, I'm probably butchering the name of this website. Unicorn? Unicorn. 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 Okay, yep. thank you. Um, Dustin did an article kind of explaining like the rules for tiebreakers. Um, and basically what it boils down to is that if there is a tie between two or more teams, um, the teams will play at the tie-breaking match and it will go to the regular season match rules. And then basically what it's going to be, according to the tweet, let me just pop it up really quick. Uh, it's going to be non-broadcast standard match and the first one will be the Soul Dynasty versus the Shock. And then the next one will be Toronto and Fusion. And they will be basically starting on an agreed-upon coin flip. Agreed upon coin flip. A mutually agreed upon coin flip for the so third that, and fourth seeds. So does that apparently. mean they're both just like agreeing? 
they're like, okay, we'll do a coin flip, or we're agreeing that you get like heads and I get tails. It's like, I, I have no <laughs> idea. That's all it says. I just got this like right before, so I have no idea what this means, but I'm not happy it's not going to be broadcasted. That gives me a lot of anxiety. Yeah. So. I mean, especially for these teams where it's like, you're going to see, you know, like how they're going to do, and you don't get to watch your favorite teams. Like if they're yeah, going to be pretty big. Yeah, this is the first yeah. like stage playoffs, the way that they're doing it in this way. I feel like viewers should be able to watch because like the Defiant and Philly have faced each other off against each other before, but that was during preseason and during the, you know, all tour meta bastion meta fun fest that they had that day. It wasn't serious gaming whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, it was a, yeah, and that's was, how I justify that loss. So, <laughs> so this whole thing makes me think that obviously they're not preparing for these tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if they're not like playing them, you know, at the arena or anything, if they're maybe just, I don't want to say just playing them at the team houses, but like, is this something that's just played maybe online? Um, it could be. You know, like maybe it's just a super low end kind of deal. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's maybe why they're not ca- like they're not broadcasting them. And maybe if they're doing that, maybe they're not planning to staff, you know, all the staff. Like, obviously, they're, people aren't buying tickets to watch the tiebreakers or anything. But like, maybe they yeah. don't have the production staff there to actually you know, set that kind of thing up because whenever you're planning out the season, you're, you know, you're finding out how many hours everyone's doing and all that. So they're probably just maybe didn't even budget for it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like, I feel like it's something that you should like, you should have in like the financial budget, like anticipating tiebreakers, especially when they're like made to be a part of the system. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're expected in this, in this kind of setup. So it's kind of, it kind of rattles me that like they, they're like, oh, we don't want to play the refs. We don't want to pay the production staff. Uh, you know, I guess we'll just play these online, I guess. Have fun, guys. Well, I think a lot of that, this is just kind of like my tinfoil hat theory. I think a lot of it is Ooh. the budget is going towards the expansions next year. It's when they all move to their cities. And I think that's where a lot of the money is going. And when you look at how, like, you know, they got rid of the makeup crew, they got rid of, like, you know, the desk time during halftime, like it just makes a lot of sense that they're kind of cutting on things that they probably shouldn't because that lowers the quality of production. But mm-hmm. it, that's what makes sense to me. Yeah. For any of our listeners who don't know, I know we kind of put this out on social media and we really try to pro- like project it out there. Um, the Overwatch League for 2020 has been uh, announced that it's going to be, I call it regionalized. Um, I don't know. I don't, I think I'm sure there's a better word for it. Geolocation. Geolocation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So every team is going to basically play, either out of their state or like out of their area or going to another team's area. So everybody's going to have like their own arena and all this stuff. So, which, I mean, if you're a local fan and you want to watch your local team, that's super hype. Like Dylan, I can imagine you're going to have a field day. Oh um, yes. And I will be going uh, to Atlanta every weekend. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Like, so yeah, for like, I mean, for the local fans, like it's, that's super dope. Um, but yeah, as we were kind of discussing, like, I mean, like there's some massive financial implications that kind of, make that happen which is kind of bizarre to me because like the the the, like the financial state of the overwatch league has been such like a hot topic of discussion when it kind of comes up in like a grand scheme and how like is it profitable is it going to make money and stuff like that like but i mean they're doing this so if like there must be seen green somewhere i'm assuming all right it's time it is time now kate alluded to it she had her own tinfoil hat theory but i have mine okay so if you think about uh, staffing and all that for um, events that are local like this, let's just say, I don't know, let's look at the NBA, right? 
Mm-hmm. So whenever, you know, let's, let's do hockey. Cause like I have a good example. Cause I don't know a lot of, I don't know a lot of sports teams. Um, right near me is the Capitals, right? They play right. at the Capital One Arena. Oh, actually, like that. Oh, I think I kind of understood that now. Sorry, I just had a revelation <laughs> that's like Capital One and then like the Capitals. Anyways, sorry, sorry. Getting off topic there. Um, but all like they have to have staff there, right? Yeah. You know, you have to have staff to run the event and everything. It's not NHL staff. It's the Capitol staff, right? Like they hire like they hire stuff to run t- their their the events in the arena, right? Yeah. So if you have the local events at local arenas. Are they going to hire local staff to run it? And maybe just put a few contractors that travel to do like the stream and stuff like that. So That's maybe, a good p- maybe, yeah. maybe Blizzard's That's doing this because it's less of a burden on them. It's a less financial burden on them because then they have less actual local staff there. And you just have the team staff. That would make Yeah, because that would make sense because it would be the arena staff of whatever, whatever like you know yeah. stadium or area they're playing out of um i just uh, like i feel when, when i think of that i'm like hey, we're gonna get some like de- very very difference in quality production like depending on like where i'm sure there's gonna be a standard but like some teams are gonna have some lit friggin like i mean the outlaws are probably gonna play either where the texans like can you imagine if they play like where the texans play or something like that like or the cowboys like I'm pretty sure Dallas is getting its own facility. I'm not sure about Houston. I'm pretty sure Dallas is getting their own, though, because mm-hmm. I've seen, like, uh, I think his name's Mike Cruz something. The owner of the Dallas Phil, he's been, like, showing pictures of, like, you know, what their facility is going to look like on Twitter. I mean, they got oil money, though, so, I mean, yeah. they're probably just like, I don't care. Let's do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> That's true, but, like, you also can look at Philly and Atlantic because they're owned by um, Comcast and then the other one they're probably going to have like insane facilities as well probably right yeah yeah i can definitely imagine a lot of these people are going to be you know a lot of these teams are just going to have them at you know whatever big uh state or not big stadium but probably like somewhat related to the stadiums in the area already i don't know if a lot of them are just going to build up infrastructure there because i know um at least in dc there was a small arena that they built for i think it was a a few different sports um, some music, and then also they mentioned in there esports. They didn't say any particularly, but they mentioned esports. Which if you, I just want—I I don't want it to my own horn, guys. I don't want it to my own horn. But flashback a couple months ago, I was like, "They're building this in DC." They oh, mentioned esports. I—I'm telling you guys, it. There's going to be a team in DC. Uh, they're going to do local events. I told you guys. You did I, tell I, us. I told you. I, I know my tinfoil hat theories are mostly right okay <laughs> that is the first tinfoil hat theory that's come to fruition the last tinfoil hat one was like you talking about the dark web and stuff like that so oh, let's, mm, let's not get yeah, too ahead of ourselves that. yeah don't worry about yeah, that one yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but yeah. overall what do you guys think is this a good thing bad thing do you think it's gonna maybe be too big of you know is there gonna be some growing pains is this gonna be too much for the league to overcome there's gonna be hundred percent some growing pains. There's no, there's no way you can, there's no way you can, you know, geolocate. How many teams are we running at? Like twenty. Twenty. Yeah, you can't. And they're not them. adding any new ones. Oh, so they're not gonna add any new ones. Okay. Nope. Well, that's. Nate Andrew said that during his interview uh, earlier this week. 
or mm. was it last? That was this weekend. God, sorry. <laughs> yeah, because you're well, you're you're going to like you're going to state or country legislation, vice just all at LA, and then there's going to be a ton of like implications with that. Um, like some teams are going to have a higher quality than other. Like, and I mean, especially depending on their backing. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like you said, Kate. Like, I mean, the team that back backed by Comcast. Like, I mean, imagine what the infrastructure they're going to work with. And then you, like, I mean, not to not to crap on my boys up here, who both did very very well. Stage one, Vancouver and Toronto both did yeah, I was great. Yeah, say Vancouver's like number they're, one. <laughs> yeah, they're monsters, exactly right. But even still, like, I mean, like they're going to be working with basically i think they're owned by the canucks so i mean they're going to be working with whatever the canucks can kind of give them and it depends on how their parent company handles them you know what i mean and how they really like give them what like i mean if they recognize what esports is if they give them what they need and stuff like that you know what i mean like so i i'm i'm a little skeptical i'm sure i'm sure andrew would tear my head off for that because he's like no you know he's everybody knows what esports is if you guys own these teams uh, that's my best Andrew impression, but I mean, I know he's I know he's popping in and out of listening, so I'm hoping he catches that. But yeah, no, I can. Uh, there's definitely gonna be some massive growing pains. What do you think, Kate? Uh, y'all will get to know all my thoughts this Wednesday when I have an article coming out about it. So. Ooh, exciting! Oh, yeah. yes. Plug. Where yes. can people so, check that out if they want? To? Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Sybil underscore OW, and that's me. And I'll probably be having that out Wednesday, hopefully. But I've been working on that this weekend when I wasn't dying over the Paris Philly game. So mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> Very exciting. Um, yeah. But yeah. So does anyone have any other thoughts, opinions, comments about um, Overwatch? James needs to come visit. Okay. I know, passport, James. I gotta get my okay. I gotta finish school. I gotta get my passport, <laughs> and then I can leave, and then I can go places. Until then, I can't do anything. So it'll be like season three. So I'll be able to actually go watch like a, a Washington game in Washington. Yeah. And you can yeah. come and stay with me. We'll, we'll yeah, we, do a local <laughs> podcast. It'll be great. That's great. And then we'll go and then we'll go down to Florida and watch them guys. That'll be, that'll Would be that great. be worth the trip, though? Absolutely. Absolutely. Florida as a state, though. Uh, I don't know if you want to go I'll, there. I'm going to keep my head down. I'm going to keep my head, I'm going to keep my head down the entire time. I'm just going to go right to the game and that's it. You can Where? also come to Atlanta. Oh, it could be true. a road trip. You know, we'll start yeah. in D.C., right? Like, you, you can come down and visit me in D.C. Then we'll go down to Atlanta, and then we'll go down and end it in the worst place in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Do we just pick up Andrew on the way somewhere? Like, I mean, he's in the middle of nowhere. But That's like, true. Yeah, he'll find his way to us. He, he can fly up to... Wait, no, no, no. We, me and him can start in Toronto. He can just hop across the pond. We'll watch a defiant game. True. And then go, and then go, go down to Washington. Yeah, there we there go. We go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So I guess that ends Project Esports or Project Overwatch, <laughs> a podcast within a podcast. Uh, I'm falling apart with that, Andrew, uh, to, <laughs> to guide us. Um, but let's jump over to my favorite thing. Yeah. And that is some collegiate esports. So the big news with collegiate esports is that ESPN announced the collegiate esports championship. Now, this is a big deal because it's a ton of top tier games. Uh, TESPA and CSL, the two big collegiate esports names out there, are both working together on it with ESPN. So this is huge. This is huge. They're bringing basically everyone together for this massive tournament. It's going to be May 10th through 12th. I think that's just a weekend in May in houston which is a interesting place to have it um for, for an esports event i don't feel like we had too many esports events in houston before 
Uh, so this yeah. is going to be pretty exciting. So they're going to have Overwatch, Street Fighter V, Hearthstone, StarCraft II, and Heroes of the Storm. Very oh, cool that they have Heroes the, of the Storm. Yeah, Heroes of the Storm. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So the collegiate scene is still going for that then? The uh, professional? They're, yeah, like uh, the Heroes of the Storm, like esports scope is like so it's 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 self-perpetuating. Like it's yeah. it's literally like okay. running only on itself right now. So, okay. yeah, yeah, so it is very cool that they're going to have this here. Um, as far as the collegiate scene, I know Hearthstone is super super big super super popular um in collegiate overwatch is fairly um popular as well and then starcraft 2 i'm excited about it i'm I'm definitely excited about having starcraft 2 there um i know for the longest time csl was running like the premier collegiate starcraft league back in the day um that's actually where i competed um many many years ago when i was a young lad Um, but yeah so this is really cool because actually for street fighter 5 which collegiate fighting games isn't a thing that anyone ever talks about and so what's really cool is that test and csl are working together and they're gonna have qualifiers so the qualifiers are gonna happen between now and may um at a few different events so that includes uc berkeley the ohio state university um yukon which is husky gaming um and then the csl grand finals which is in atlantic city and at rutgers at the scarlet classic which is really cool because um, to fill everyone in, the Scarlet Classic is actually a fully um, student-run event. So it's actually run by their esports club, and it's a huge tournament. Like it's it's giant. It has like every single esport you can possibly think of there that you know that gets played. They have a ton of different colleges go out there. This is like an extraordinary, extraordinary event for the for students to put on. Um, and every year it just gets bigger, and it's. It's really amazing, so I'm really glad that they actually are going to have a qualifier there because we're going to see actual huge names come out to this to hopefully qualify for it. So I'm super hyped about it. Um, I think that's all the details I have. Um, I know. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm like, I like, kind of just to kind of build on your point. Like, this is, I like, I don't know that where does where does Street Fighter Collegiate is it a part of the fgc did the fgc relinquish it because like it's collegiate like where do, like because i mean this is the first time i've even thought of like fgc like in collegiate kind of being a thing like it's yeah. never really crossed my mind so it's weird because the fgc and collegiate are just the same thing basically yeah so you don't normally have collegiate only fighting game events normally it's just fighting games so right. i okay. guess something that i can you know even though i don't think it's a fighting game uh smash Smash? yeah Yeah. smash there's this big event that happens um at uh penn state called smash valley it was actually started by our smash club and it turned into a really big event and so it's like run by college students um but everyone that goes there is just they're just normal smash players smash players okay and that's Hmm. usually how things happen so i know um at scarlet classic for example uh they have street fighter there they have smash there and just just people go you know you don't have to be a college student and sometimes people just go and play so this is going to be interesting to see like an only collegiate league um or an only collegiate event for for a fighting game yeah because i mean like every fgc is like or every fg most fgc events are like again like the open tournament that's why that's why they're so like so well loved so it's kind of weird to see that they're going like in a different direction like do you what do you expect the turnout to be for this like do you expect like all of, like these closet Street Fighter players that don't really go to the big events kind of come out because well no I don't com- 
I don't really yeah. think so. I think it's going to be pretty big because there's a lot of really good players in the FGC that just are just college students. Okay. Um. So, I mean, obviously, we're not going to have, like, you know, the top players, you know, in the FGC play, like the, the top eight or whatever. Um, but we're going to have some pretty good players. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, I don't think Sonic Fox goes to any college right now. I don't. I don't think he has. No, because I, oh, I mean, he's a part of Echo Fox, right? So I mean, like, I don't think. Mm. I don't think he. Well, it's a little bit different um, for fighting games because you're not like staying at a team house. Right? Yeah, that's like fair. That. So he could viably be going to school, and if he's going to school, I think that's oh, probably no. the only requirement is that you're in a college. Yeah, um, it'd be really funny to see if Sonic Fox just like show up at like, like at the <laughs> Ohio State University and just be like, "Yeah, I'm here to qualify," and just like wrecks everyone. Like yeah. even though he doesn't play like Street Fighter Five that much anymore, he just like dominates everyone. Uh, yeah, like I'm I'm kind of excited to see what kind of big names like bleed over, like because they're you know college students. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think that aspect will really, be really fun and interesting. You'll probably see some interesting matchups that you probably wouldn't usually see in the FTC. So I'm sure I'm sure some guys like I mean, not not like Sonic Fox or anything like that, but somebody who's like gifted in another fighting game. No, it was like, OK, well, it's collegiate, so I'm not going to have the same like, you know, player base that I need to compete with. Try their hand at something else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think you might see some fun stuff like that, which will be kind of dope. Yeah. And so I think so the reason why I think we're seeing it on ESPN is that inherently ESPN and Blizzard have a relationship already mm-hmm. um so not only just because of the overwatch league um but they also worked with tespa which is like a separate company but like also basically blizzard it's kind of confusing they're at the <laughs> blizzard campus so they're basically just a part of blizzard um but tespa actually did the heroes of the dorm event and i think it was three years ago it was actually on espn um they yeah, it was, it was, was it their debut was it like the first the first time they did it, I think that's when they put I it on ESPN. I don't think it was the debut. I think it was the second year. Second year? Okay. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I do remember it because uh, I saw it at a collegiate meetup at PAX East that year in a bar. And it was just on <laughs> ESPN. That's all. That's that's why I specifically remember that. And everyone there was from collegiate and they were like, that's us. They're like, we're, we're on ESPN. <laughs> we did it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. We did it. We made it, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's super exciting. I'm excited about this. Um, I wish I wish it like wasn't in Houston, because like if it was anywhere on the north like in the northeast, I probably would yeah. have went to it. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting location. Because mm-hmm. it's like in the middle of the country. So I guess it's nice for people in the Midwest who like can't go to most things. Yeah. But it's like if you live in like LA or in like DC, like it's not exactly accessible so i well, think that just, could kind of yeah like i mean like i mean it's definitely not a region that's known for like its esports scene you know what i mean like so it's kind of off the beaten path a little bit which is kind of interesting but i mean this is like not a bad thing though because it's like okay we're starting to see events that aren't just west coast east coast you know what i mean like which is yeah. a nice which is a nice change up right so yeah and i mean the south does have a really really strong collegiate presence mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah weirdly enough just like like a ton of schools in the south just are super into it especially in texas um i know that i i'm uh is it texas uh A&M. yeah is that the the their state system uh university of texas i think is the big one and then texas a&m is like the ut yeah yeah so texas yeah, university of texas is the yeah, big one and then uh yeah because the ut schools like all of them 
um, actually started the collegiate scene, um, which is interesting. So like they came together um, and they were like, hey, we all love esports. And like some of the people who were went to UT, I think it was Austin. They were like, hey, let's partner up with other Texas schools. And that's where TESPA originally got its name. It was like Texas Esports Association. Um, hmm. Didn't know that. Yeah, and then a little, they, bit, a little they, bit of they, history. Yeah, and they were a big uh, organization in Texas doing collegiate esports, which was like unheard of back in the day. And they put on really good uh, StarCraft events. Uh, so if you remember any of my old StarCraft two boys out there, remember uh, Lone Star Clash? That was actually put on by them. And then eventually Blizzard was like, "Hey, let's you should uh, work with us, and we'll do this in, t- in the entire United States and Canada. Also, I think Korea now too." Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, then it became a big thing. History lesson from. from yeah, I know. Nice little history minute with yeah. uh, with Dylan Beal. Yeah, but this is I really love- exciting because like like uh, the South is really cool for esports. And hopefully this becomes like another hub of esports um, that we see. So like hopefully it's like Texas and then L.A. D.C. Um, <laughs> so hopefully. Hopefully one day, yeah. one day, buddy. <laughs> but I guess we'll move on now. Um I'll throw it over to you, James. Tell us, uh, tell us what's going on. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So I had a when I saw this go up on Twitter. Uh, God loves slasher because slashers where I swear to God, slashers where I get like most of my news because I spend way too much time on Twitter, and of course, slasher spends way too much time on Twitter. And then I see this. So the UK food market, like you know, our equivalent, like we have Superstore and Sobeys that you guys have. What? Uh. Like for like supermarkets, so what do what are they like? It's like regional, so I don't yeah. know if you'll oh have God. food lion giant. Uh, sure, okay, Piggly All Wiggly right. down here. <laughs> what Wait, excuse me, that is a company. <laughs> Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. I don't. I would never shop at a, a grocery store called that. That's oh, no, it's fun. horrifying. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so yeah, so that needed uh, any guesses? I'm from the south. Yes. <laughs> Good lord. Okay. So yeah, um, so Aldi UK's, um, I think I'm saying their name right, Aldi um, UK's like grocery store, um, started this program called Tea Time Takedown. Now, do we do this? If, if anybody, any of our listeners remember, um, <laughs> Bully Hunters back in the day, it kind of mirrors that model. So essentially, how they promote it is your kids on the your kids on the computer. I'm going to paint a picture. For you. Kids on the computer. He's on Fortnite. He's getting he's getting victory royales. Kids on a hot streak. He's like, nah, I ain't stopping here. I'm skipping my meal. Parents are pissed. They don't want this. What do they do? They sign up for the tea time takedown. This is exclusively in Britain, by the way, um, to hire some pro gamers to go find that kid after getting his gamer tag and absolutely beat the shit out of him in game. So he is so discouraged. He gets off. Basically, you are hiring programmers to end this kid's hot streak. So he goes and eats dinner. Now, I like like a part of my brain just didn't like it. It's, it got to a certain point and stopped. The gears stopped spinning. And I don't think they realize what they're doing because I don't think they realize that with modern gaming, this isn't something you can do. You can't just go find a specific player by their gamer tag, which is their thing. Like you got to provide them this kid's gamer tag, which is kind of sketchy to begin with. Yeah. Uh, um, so your so your kid 
gets basically taken out by this squad of pro of pro esports players, which are like, and this the, 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 the even more screwed up part is is that the the company that is a part of it, uh, Vlos Esports, is like basically like a. Um, it's they're an esports agents like they like they they represent like esports players and stuff like that. So they're basically being like, "Yo, dude, we got this. Co- we got this signing for you. You're gonna go. You're gonna go play Fortnite, and you're gonna go end this kid's career." So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, but you can't do that. You can't. You can't find specific like matches and stuff like that. So I don't know what they're thinking. I don't think they're thinking. I don't. Nobody thought this through. Marketing did not think this through at all. They're, you're basically paying for a cyberbullying service because what are you going to do? You're basically just going to DM the kid a bunch, telling them he's trash and he should get off because his just, mom. Just turn off the internet. Be better parents. Yeah, like it's <laughs> not, this is so extra and ridiculous. Like, it is. It, it's, I can't it's, even. Like, do you not have a backbone as a parent? Just go fucking tell the kid to get off fucking Fortnite. Sorry. <laughs> I get mad. I'm sorry. Oh my god! I'm glad Rob isn't here. <laughs> Throw up the explicit tag on this. Sorry. This yeah, yeah. We gotta. Uh, yeah, we gotta get the. Uh, um, the, the uh, I'll be quiet from now on. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no. It's 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 a ridiculous, ridiculous concept that is also archaic because, like, it, which is weird to me too because Velos doesn't recognize that that isn't how you can do something anymore. Like, I don't. I don't. I can't think of a single game that like you can really do this. You know what I mean? Like the the, the only technique I can think of them doing this was like um, I don't know. They party up with a kid and then they int, so the kid has a horrible time. Like that's the only thing I can think of. You know what I mean? Like how else? How else do you do this? How else do you execute this? I guess like none of this makes sense to me, and it just uh, it's just all of it. It's there's so much to unpack here. It there's just so much. Like you were saying, like. <laughs> This is like harassment and intention. Like it's e- either like you were saying, like they they team up and ints, and that's like intentional throwing, or you're just like targeting someone online and harassing them in game, sort of. Sort I, of, yeah. I, and, and but like you were saying, like well, first of all, they said gamer tag, gamer tag TM is Xbox. Yeah, so, that's also true. Yeah. yeah. So I, does that mean like do they specifically mean Xbox when they say gamer tag? Because like I said, it's 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 gamer tag tm xbox like that's theirs so yeah. do they only mean that or do they mean it in like the ambiguous like what is their online name and if, if they I, do mean yeah. that i looked at the site i don't think it says what they play on i, I uh, yeah like okay so like oh, they, they they provide a tutorial to find your kids gamer tag tm xbox um but i think like they're trying to be all-encompassing on all platforms so like it's it's kind of like yeah you don't like you can tell them you can tell them their kid's name on PSN and they try and go hunt for them on like I don't know PC or something like, you know what I mean like they have instructions for the Twitch one and it says log on to your child's computer with their permission what you, did y'all not see this I didn't see that no <laughs> yep um if you scroll down in Twitch it says um, log on to your child's computer with their permission and then visit Twitch.tv. Third, if they are still logged in, their gamer tag will be located in the top right corner of the page. Four, turn the computer off. <laughs> Wait, that's that. That's why does it want their Twitch though? I don't know. Are they going to be like? They're going to bully them in Twitch. Chat? Are they going to be posting in, in Twitch chat? <laughs> no, that's just that's no. Sign us up. 
Sign us up no. right now for that. No, you're not going to go bully some eight year old. No, 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 no. I mean, sign sign them up for us so that we yeah. can get more viewers in here. People are oh, it, people are viewing it. People are chatting at that point. It's a win win. It's big brain. Yeah, yeah. no. This is big brain. Marketing. This is view botting 2.0. <laughs> I just none of this makes sense, right? None, no, like no, none of it makes sense. <laughs> this is uh, this is like. This is a grift, right? Like this isn't real. Like they're just they're just taking people's money, right? They yeah. have to be. They yeah. like there's no there's no way you can't do this. Like when I first read it, I'm like, this is a joke. This is a joke. And then I went through like the terms of service and actually found like the company that like is providing the players. And I was like, oh wait, this isn't this isn't a big meme. Like this is this is a real thing. And yeah, I just don't like. I don't think anybody thought this through. No. Nobody thought this through at all. Mm-mm. It's a goddamn mess. Oh my it. god! I love it though. I love weird stuff like this happening because it just. I I just don't understand how we're how many years into like esports being like super mainstream and like a really big thing, and we still have this like weird like com- like weird like grocery store coming in being like. I know how we can capitalize on these gamers. I know what we're gonna do. Is this is this why we need esports radicals to like stop stuff like this, Dylan? Uh, no. This is like it's too chaotic, so it, we keep it in. There's too much <laughs> chaos. We leave you it guys in. are okay with this? Like, oh, I'm okay with it. Yeah, fuel the chaos. Let's go. <laughs> no, oh my God, man. This is this is good content. You know, we got some good slasher posts out of this. We got a segment here, like. It's all good stuff. Keep That's keep true. it coming. Give us content. Yeah. I love it. I mean, if anything, it gave Aldi, yeah, Aldi like a ton of promotion. Yeah, promotion. Like mm-hmm. a bunch of people are gonna be like, "This is the store that thinks they can bully eight year olds." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's get some milk. <laughs> like it, it, it's it, you know what? It's so off kilter for like. So I went and like investigated their Twitter. I was like, "Man, is this like? Are they trying to like push this regularly?" So it's their banner, but like. A big thing they're promoting is like, yo, pitch it, send us pictures of your dog and like your animals, like because you know you can like bring them to with your grocery store. And I'm like, what? Like this? Like this? None of this? None of this makes sense. No, I love it. Like if if someplace like in America was like, hey, you can bring your dogs here. Also, we bully eight year old gamers. I would go shop there instantly. <laughs> of course you would. That sounds like an awesome place. Oh my god! I think man. they have all these in America though. Do they? Yeah, I because I th- I think it's the same people that own Trader Joe's, and like their whole deal is like low prices or something. Yeah, I think Andrew's posted in chat. Um, I would assume that's who who popped off is like if it's not oh, yeah, me, I, just, I, assume I assume it's Andrew. Yeah, assume it's not my hands. Andrew. My hands yeah, are off. Um, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, they have them here, so they're they're in both countries. But this is specifically the UK one because like there's a ton of companies like that. Like I know. Um, I think we talked about this before, but like AW Canada is like basically a different company. Than normal the normal AW? Yeah, like the US AW, like the fast food place. I mean, probably. We're yeah. kinda of, we're kind of weird and stricter with some of our stuff. Yeah, but you would just have like different yeah. Anyways, yeah, we- all from the fast food stuff. Yeah, I that's <laughs> that's it. That's the story for that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for all our listeners, you guys you guys unpack that on your own. Try and try and come up with a better concept than I did about, uh, you know, how they're going to pull this off, because the best I can think is like inting on their team because there's no other way you could really do this. So this yeah, is no. how you come up with T1s, right? Like yeah, this is how you just like develop like a just densely toxic player, right? 
by doing oh. this. Like these Wait, kids are going to be toxic. Oh yeah, these kids. Well, that's like, and that's the thing I'm trying to wrap my head around is like, what kind of kids is this targeting against? Like, how is there that many like awful children playing video games that like you need to hire somebody to go make them get off the computer? Like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe man. it's a major epidemic in Britain, and we just don't know. It could be a big problem in UK. We're just like not aware of it, which is kind of, I don't know, man. That's that's some that's some scary stuff. Mm. I don't, yeah. All right, so we're 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 coming off at towards the end of the show. James, do you want to wrap us up with our last story? Yeah. So the last thing that was like that I actually kind of saw today, and I wasn't aware of this at all. Um, a lot like for anybody who doesn't know, there was a there was a mass a mass shooting in New Zealand that was pretty. It was pretty gripping. It was pretty horrifying. Um, uh, it was it was a uh, gunman opened fire to mosque. Um, the death toll is up to fifty now. Still with a lot of people in hospital. Um, the whole, the whole thing's like tragic. It's a mess. Um, New Zealand's, New Zealand's having a rough go. Um, and it turns out that one of the people who was a victim there was an ex CSGO pro from New Zealand, um, by the name of, and unfortunately I'm not good at pronouncing his name. Um, at, uh, Elian, I believe is how you say it. Um, he went by, uh, back in the day he went by crazy Arab. Um, he was basically in the early days of CSGO, this, or not CSGO, CS, CS source. So he's been around for a hot minute. Um, he was unfortunately he was 33 when he passed away. Uh, but he was one of the most terrorizing players in in Australia. His team of basically what he referred to them as nobodies and randoms, um, basically just grouped together and absolutely destroyed Australia. Like they 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 tore up. So unfortunately, Ada Ada was a victim of this. Um, I guess this guy was a it was a huge. As far as like the esports scene, like they they love this guy. Um, I can't really do the the uh, the guy justice as far as like the all his accolades and stuff like that. Just in this quick little segment, so I do recommend checking out the article. Um, we'll have it linked in the description on the website. Um, it was done by uh, Taha Zaidi, um, and yeah, he basically just like lays out all his accolades. Read it; it's a really really good piece. Um, and yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely, absolutely tragic what, what happened in New Zealand. So I, I wanted, I wanted to kind of do him justice and give this guy, you know, give this guy a little, a minute on our, a minute on our show, because yeah, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a sin when anything like this happens, but I mean, when even the esports community is being affected as well, like, I mean, it's just like, I mean, it's an extra, it's an extra little bit. So Yeah. Yeah, definitely ending on a, a little bit of a, a somber note there. Um, yeah, definitely a tragedy when anyone leaves the community. And uh, there's definitely, uh, I mean, I guess uh, the one of the the good notes is that um, the you know the charity effort um, for Christchurch has been really really big. Um, definitely a lot of outpour through everyone in the world um, just coming out um, for New Zealand. Um, so that's very good. So you know. Just go check out any of those charities, um, you know, retweet them, share them on Facebook, even if you don't want to give anything, um, you know, because those are always good causes and the community can definitely, definitely use it. Um, but I guess that um, just about wraps us all up, unless anyone has any other stories to talk about this week. Okay, you got anything to, to add to the... Uh... The mess. We kind of ended up being a mess with the Aldi story. Like, yeah, I, I apologize again for my potty mouth. Um, but uh, no, that's really about it. Um, the Toronto Defiant let go of their translator, and she's on the Los Angeles Valiant now. Hmm. Uh, I believe her name is T Bubbles. So that's kind of another thing that kind of happened today. But other than that, today was just kind of Overwatch news. Was yeah, <laughs> just a lot of crazy things happening. <laughs> 
yeah. So do you want to give a little shout out to yourself? Tell people where they can find you. Uh, thanks um, again for yeah. coming on because this was yeah, great to have you on. Thanks for having me. This is probably the last time I'll be on here because I can't, you know, not cuss. But um, uh, let's see. Uh, you can find me on Twitter primarily. Uh, I'm also super addicted to Twitter. So I'm often on there talking about games again at um, Sybil, S-Y-B-I-L underscore O-W. And yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me. And so if anyone, uh, just as another reminder, if anyone is in Boston for PAX East, uh, myself and Andrew are going to be there. So come check us out. Shoot us over. Uh, shoot us like a DM either on any of our Twitters um, over or over at the Project Esports Twitter, which is at the Esports Pod. Just send us a DM and let us know that you're going to be there. Uh, we can, you know, come by and say hi. We're going to be there all weekend. Uh, so we definitely want to see anyone um, uh, while we're there. Other than that, thanks everyone for stopping by. Uh, anyone who is, uh, you know, in the chat room, anyone who listens, watches us live, um, all that good stuff. Thank you so much. James, thank the people. <laughs> I love how we've gotten to the point where, you know what, James probably isn't going to know what he's supposed to say. So I'm going to tell him what to say. But yeah, no, guys, uh, very much appreciate interact any action, any interaction we have on any social media platform in chat any listeners, all that stuff. Guys, we love it so, so much. Yeah, we wouldn't be here without you. So God love you. Yeah. And you can find us live every single Monday. I'm talking every single Monday at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time over here at twitch.tv slash popped underscore off. You can find all the VODs up um, over at our YouTube page at popped off. Um, or you can listen to the audio version the best version i think um over at any major podcast platform out there so like spotify google play stitcher itunes pod bean pod meme any of those ones just 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 go out there on any of them and just search project esports podcast you're gonna find it you're gonna listen to it you're gonna love it um but with that i'm dylan i'm james and i'm kate thanks for listening everyone